0: Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today is the dear friend of the podcast, Thomas Huda, a.k.a. Gradient. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. I think the last few times I've been on, I've made some kind of joke about how you should still
0: listen, please, even though it's like my seventh time. (laughs) But I'm not
1: offended at all. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So this is a little bit different. This comes with a somber tone. Yeah. uh, Last Friday, you were uh, attending a show at Eugene, Oregon's historic Wow Hall. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, w- witnessed something that you never want to see at a concert uh, a shooting. And yeah. so, you've been doing the rounds, talking to a lot of uh, local media, uh, also being interviewed by the police, which we're going to talk about today, uh, and mm. give your witness testimony. Mm. Uh, so, tell us what happened last weekend, last Friday. You were at a concert at the Wow Hall. Tell us, you know, about what was going on that night.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I've thought about how much to come forward and, I guess, center myself in uh, the narrative surrounding a conflict that I had very little to do with, besides the fact that I love supporting our local hip-hop scene, and I happened to be there that night, and I was the only person on the sidewalk at the time when the shooting took place. So I've thought about what to do, but ultimately, I try to be an open book as a person, when people ask me just about anything, and uh, it turns out that you're the ninth media outlet to contact me, maybe tenth, um, and so I've shared with them, you know what what I saw and tried to be as honest as possible. Um, it was uh, it was traumatic. I don't think it was one of the. I told my mom this honestly because um, she and I are. She knows that my life hasn't. Uh, I basically this is like probably not even in the top 5 of like scariest or craziest things you know that I've experienced but it was it's being it was being called and of course the media blows things up like the most significant shooting in Eugene history or something and
0: Yeah, I, I mean and, and there's like this difficult thing about like what makes a mass shooting and realistically yeah. it's if more than 2 people are shot. Right. You know, and the world that we live and there in There were six. There's so many unknowns and it, you know people want to find a motive. We're going to talk about that a little bit but I don't think that anybody knows as of right now, or at least yeah. not publicly, you know, I mean, if there's not, there's not something that a lot of people are going with. And, and so we're going to talk about that,
1: but well, I'm just really glad that to try to put the focus on the issues that matter, trying to rally around hip hop so it's not torn down because negative press is so easy to attach to hip hop. Instead of these artists try to get some positive press, and these mainstream outlets will never give them the kind of coverage. But all of a sudden, a rapper witnesses a shooting, and they they're flooding our inboxes with uh, information, or sorry, with requests for information. Um, but also p- leaving the focus on the on the victims of the shooting. I mean, it was twelve shots popped within about four seconds at six people. I think it's incredible that nobody passed away. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that. They're they're all with us. Um, I felt in the moment that, you know, when I first saw the shooter, he was shooting in the direction of the load-in door for the Wow Hall, where artists tend to hang out and smoke with their entourage. Right. I was on the sidewalk uh, with by the bike racks, closer to the main front door of the venue, and so I could see him shooting, and it was loud. I could hear it. Well, that's what drew drew my attention. Um, but I could not see who he was shooting at, so I just prayed that he wasn't shooting at anyone. But by the time I heard all the screaming and, and of people having been shot and being in pain, oh God, you're bleeding, that kind of thing, and as I proceeded down the alley to try to get myself to a safer area uh, where I could talk to people who might be able to apprehend him, um, I I was completely resigned to the fact that somebody had just died. I was completely resigned to the fact that, that, that I, I was... There was almost no way in my mind that everybody would survive. So it's a miracle. Um, And what we really want as a community is to see accountability and really just have answers. Because people are trying to fill in gaps. (laughs) People are trying to blame. I mean, it's really, really sad. I see people who I I really admire and respect intellectually. And just brazenly trying to say that, you know, (laughs) like that... (laughs) I wonder how much I want to go on, put anyone on blast when I'm, when I just repaired relationships with certain people. But it's, we just have stark disagreements on like, okay, Savelle the Native has videos where he talks about like standing up for and protecting himself and, and and makes references to weapons with like Native American terminology. Does that mean that that's why this
0: shooting happened?
1: No. (laughs) Like, that, that is so.
0: Mm, we were talking off me. air. We were talking yeah. off air about this, and I was talking about uh, uh, so,
1: especially regardless, when, when especially someone, when people consume consume the genre of gangster rap, and, and some of the same people are fans of
0: yeah. of. Well, ice. Let's just say this, okay? <laughs> so there's a lot of narratives yeah. that that initially you had called me and told me what had happened, but when I, f- when I called I you right it, away, when I was still on yeah. the scene, and when I the first thing that I'm seeing, just as a person sitting at home is social media you call me but then i see i go on on facebook and i instantly see a news report you know uh you know breaking news uh shooting at the wow hall uh at a rap show and then a couple hours later uh the police give their statement and the chief chief uh skinner gives his statement saying you know nobody's came forward nobody's cooperating which, in the comment section, which I mean, honestly, at this point, people should just ignore them. And just avoid <laughs> it. But the reality is, in the comment section, people are saying, well, this is what happens at a rap show. Move on. That was an unfortunate springboard for
1: people to say, what do you expect? It's a Lil Bean and Zay Bang concert with the Peacote gang. Like, yeah, and- like, what do you expect? These people don't talk. These people don't talk to police. Good luck getting anyone to talk. And and just implying that it's gang violence and and, and stuff like that. And and so that's an unfortunate part where that's part of why I've done what I can to um, respect the the truth of what I saw and what I have recorded, both in audio of the shots and video that includes the shooter running away immediately
0: afterward. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Let's sure. Talk, I want to talk about audio because yeah. you were at the show yep. and it's very common for you to record the audio of, of a concert so I went to
1: Sublime with Rome with Dirty Heads I recorded the audio I went to Tech 9 I recorded the audio like it keeps me from having to have my phone up in the air and obstructing other people's view because I'm a somewhat tall person and you just don't want to have your phone up in the air but like later especially if it's an up and coming artist I'll listen to their stuff I can check in on it later and be like oh I liked that song a lot and try to look it up and find it so so yeah I was I, 32 minutes into an audio recording that while I was outside getting some fresh air I had kind of forgotten about that was still rolling (laughs) to be honest
0: that's so wild isn't
1: that funny um but yeah i was chatting with some folks and they they uh from from that were college students and that they walked away and i was kind of just getting ready to go back inside and by that point there weren't many people outside so people kind of got the impression that there were so many people there how come so few people saw it well it was just this one moment and i'm sure that the shooter probably in, uh, in no one wants to be caught he clearly didn't want to be caught he was bolting from the scene and wearing all black and and uh might have had his face covered at least with a covid mask or something i didn't get a close enough look at his face to say but um yeah uh, it, it was it was not many people out there and since i had what i had i've i've always every single time i've spoken about this tried to say that it's not a silver bullet it's not that, you know, uh, ace up your sleeve that you want pull out, to pull out, but uh, it can definitely corroborate and probably substantiate what the height is, the body type, the, the general outfit, where they were going and at what time, as well as the number of shots uh, and the sound of the shots, you know, which I had on the audio before I started the video rolling.
0: Yeah. And as far um, as getting a visual, yeah, you know, I mean, when this is happening, you, you know, you're somewhat far away and there's no way that you knew what was about to happen. And yeah. so I, it's just unfortunate that you couldn't get an actual, because the description that, that everyone, I mean, yeah. everything,
1: a lot of the, a lot of, you hear a lot of the same things over and over in the comment sections, right? We talk about this, the comment sections as if it's some kind of uh, reservoir of deep uh, consideration, thought and knowledge. <laughs> but uh, people, that's another thing people would often say is like, okay, so the suspect is described as a suspect yeah <laughs> you know and it's like well you know yes it's a vague description but it could also eliminate a large group of like let's say they really tried to bust some guy and he was uh 250 pounds well i got video that shows that it's not what that guy sure. looked like <laughs> you know and you then know?
0: and then i mean the police have gotten some criticism and some praise and and i think both are 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 warranted in some ways i think initially the the comments that the police chief gave about no one coming forward. That is the words that they used, and that's the, what the news was reporting because that's what they were told. That's not true. Now, I'll if say there this wa- much, too. Let this me is say actually, this real quick. Okay, yeah. If there wasn't enough for them to work off of and they're showing their frustration, I understand that fully because they do not want this situation to be happening in their community. I know they care about keeping people safe. I know that. I'm, I really, truly believe this. And I do think that he... I, I could sense in the... And this is just my opinion. But I could sense in the statement that the chief was giving his frustration for the situation that they could not be doing more. And the reason that I say that is because when he was talking about how, look, I'd like to say that the threat is no longer present and I'm paraphrasing, forgive me. I I don't have it right in front of me. Sure. But essentially he said, uh, I'd like to say that the threat is no longer present. I do not believe that it is usually in these cases, these people are not from the area and they flee and they are removed from the situation. It is very unlikely that they would come back to the scene of the crime. You could see that the you know, police tape was blocking off a very large chunk of that mm. corner. And so I think that they were doing what they could and out of frustration for... I'm not defending them saying that no one has came forward. But I think that what I was reading between the lines was that, that they were thinking nothing that we have is credible enough to go off of. Do you know what I mean? There's not enough there, you know?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot to it. There were so many squad cars that swarmed onto the scene, not within a minute or two, but within three, four minutes upwards that were a lot of squad cars. And so the first person I talked to, um, I was kind of in the alley. Uh, I was I could see the good year um, from where I was, and I was talking to uh, Officer Kopasek, and she uh, was a five-year veteran in the Force, and she basically... Um, you know, was listening to me and I showed her the audio and we listened to it together. And, and, uh, from there, you know, with everything she was trying to manage, maybe she didn't, she basically asked me to linger around. And I think she was just kind of, I don't know what she was doing. She was, I don't know what, how, how rank and file police. Officers are trained in a situation like this, but, but she, maybe she didn't communicate it immediately to anyone, but she basically told me like, wait around a detective. might actually, she initially said I could, I could just go, or I should, I was saying that I'm, I might leave this area, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to go too far. And she didn't have any issue with that. She later approached me and said, stick around a detective. might want to talk to you if you're willing to stick around. I said, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. And I don't go into this. I'll just say this much too. Like it's, it's, I always think about privacy. I always think about in the digital world how much uh just the th- we we nonchalantly don't think much about the power of like how much privacy we're giving up or how much we're giving away when we get put images and videos of our own lives out into the universe constantly, right? And so it it's not nothing to me to think like okay, absolutely what I have to do is, is to give everything that I know to the, to the Eugene police department. That's not immediately what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of what's the best thing to do. And ultimately that's the conclusion that I landed on. Right. Um, so I'm doing that. And in between calling loved ones and everything, I'm, I'm waiting on the scene and, um, trying to process what happened. And I made a Facebook post, uh, an hour after the shooting, just saying what happened. And I wanted people to know I was all right. Um, and uh so i don't know the point is that um maybe that information hadn't reached the police chief when he gave that briefing um but also uh that uh i mean a lot of things that were that were i always find it interesting to be in an event and then find that it gets a lot of media coverage later because you you know like from being there certain things you don't know everything just cuz you were there but, um, but I think in many ways, uh, there was a lot of accurate, I was like, okay, that's pretty accurate how it went down the way that a lot of things were reported. Um, so maybe there was, um, cause I do know that there was, um, I've heard from different people that there was like, uh, tension and conflict and, and, um, heightened fears and anxieties before. No, 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 no. There was nothing like that leading up to the shooting, but I'm saying when the people were shot these uh artists that were most mostly the group of people that were that were shot were artists from pendleton as well as an artist from the bay area and and one local eugenian uh who wasn't an artist uh who she and i have become friends now and um and they may not have wanted to work with the police as as far as just their mo and, and um
0: and you can't say that with you're saying that is potentially you don't know anything of that nature is that true Uh,
1: i guess i'm relaying what's been sort of alleged and stated by the police uh sure the police officers i guess at that point so um but also i i've you know heard uh pretty directly that those people felt that the police handled it in a way that was like aggressive pulling loved ones off of their uh like loved ones like 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 you like a person who wasn't shot was trying to like Hold or love or care for or hug a person who was shot, and the police was like pulling that person away at, in order to attend to you know, so like things yeah. like that that you know I, I'm not a first responder. I think there's a lot of
0: yeah. I mean, it's a it's a crime scene that that could jeopardize the investigation potentially. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, I, I don't know.
1: It's weird, you know, because you never expect just a leisurely moment to instantly become a crime scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't make that choice to walk into a crime. You know. You. you you have that thrust upon you in that kind of a situation. Here's another thing that I, that I just thought about that's really interesting, too, is um, there are places in this country where shootings happen much more regularly. Yeah. And um, that's that's really, really tragic and unfortunate. I think we have a problem with how much gun violence is happening in this country, and we, just have, we often have different ideas on what the solutions to those things are. But I'll tell you that um, Eugene... The, this particular community, you know, it's like, it's, it's being called so quickly, like the most significant shooting in Eugene history or, and things like that. I'm like, wow, really? Um, just being there. It's like, was, was I like that close to that moment in history? And, and and, and then, but then part of why I think of it too is um, uh, no, my, my train sort of lost my train. I mean, I think
0: there. the potential for, you know, oh the potential was there for it to be a very 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 ugly situation and it, yeah. and it was and i don't want to downplay these people that were hurt fortunately you know we're very grateful that everybody has been released from the hospital to what i've i've heard i i'm not I, yeah i'm pretty sure I so. yeah you know and i'm sure that they're still recovering but mm-hmm. but there was no lives lost and so that's, that's so
1: so wonderful yeah I had totally resigned myself to the idea that lives were... were and I, I mean, have it's just... Lost. You talk about... Like, like, shooting national... from, from point-blank blank range. Right. 12 shots.
0: But you talk about national coverage and you talk about mass shootings. And when something like that's reported, your instant thought is massacre. You know? And right. so, when it's an and attempt to massacres <laughs> is... I mean, it could have been really ugly and it's very lucky that it wasn't.
1: Yeah. That moment when the light bulb came back on in my head again, I was thinking, Oh, what they don't tell you about being in a situation like that that gets called... What it's been called as such a significant mass shooting is like, yes, they had pretty much like roped off the block, you know, and not let people go in, and even like not let artists go back to their car to get their wallets and things like that. But you could walk a block over, maybe a block o- or and a half over, just just east, and all the bars and the nightlife were just operating like a normal Friday night. Right. You know, that was such an interesting experience to me because I got there on a bicycle which means I got home on a, in a bicycle, on a bicycle, you know, nothing happened to me besides trauma, I guess, you know, uh, that I, again, such a cliche, but I didn't feel like that in the moment really. I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. And I was in shock, but didn't feel like trauma you, you, days later when you are thinking about it, you're like, oh wow. Yeah, this is affecting me, you know? Um, but that's, that's a really interesting part of it too, is just like how much, uh, the world kept turning a little bit, you know? Um, so what were
0: the next few days like? I mean, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. And you. And since then, you've had conversations. You've talked to the chief and gave a yeah. full testimony on the phone. I mean, after the fact.
1: It, it, I went over it with him later. Uh, not a full testimony. There wasn't was anything a,
0: more to give. I mean, at that point.
1: We, we connected because... Um, <laughs> um, okay, let me say this. Like... the we've probably talked about policing at some point in the past before and, and about like, you know, generally I think that, um, public safety is such a big, broad concept that, um, should be something that more people understand they have a responsibility towards. And, um, uh, times, uh, I think like the current, uh, institutions that kind of in a way like monopolize like, uh, heroism and, uh, and events that are, that are tragic. Um, that sounds like such a weird thing for me to say, like, monopolize heroism and things that are tragic because there's they're two different things. But when you only have one or a small group of people that respond to things like that, um, you know, they're just like accountability issues. Um, and I don't think, I think even like a lot of people that are in uniform would probably admit that on a, on a, after a couple of beers or something, you know, even though there's the blue line of silence. Right. So, um, so I'm like, Hearing, seeing all these news uh, agencies, and I and I asked them for corru- corrections. You know, they misspelled Savell's name. I, I, I asked them to make, or I pointed out, so they can make a correction. And uh, you know, ba- basically, a lot of them said things like, um, "One one man filmed it all on, filmed the whole thing on his phone," which you know, I got audio of the shots and I got a little bit of blurry footage right afterwards. That's not filming at all, you know? Um, or, um, but then the other thing that comes back to the, the me and the police chief, uh, Skinner is that basically a few of them just kind of really kind of said like, but Thomas, Hura. uh, uh, offered like uh, or like refuted the the police officer or countered what what skinner said saying that like it wasn't true because he did this and this like he gave all of his evidence that night and stuff and so you kind of think about it, think about it, and you're like okay well if this is being considered as seriously as it's considered uh like i don't want the police chief to think that i'm causing trouble for him or slandering him in the media for something that isn't for, for something like this, you know, that's, that's for a tragedy for me to try to make, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to think constantly about what the most responsible, respectful, um, and socially appropriate thing for me to do as a citizen is as a, as a civilian is. Um, and I'm still trying to think about that. And one of the things I'm kind of doing is probably not really talking about it much after this, you know, it's been, it's been a week. I've provided what I could, the, the, just the nature of how media works. It's, it's kind of seemed like it's trickled out and I'm not trying this, I, I'm not trying to make this a press tour. I'm not trying to use this yeah, to promote right, my right. music. I'm not trying to use this to promote the fact that I was a formal, former uh, candidate for office. Um,
0: I reached out to you and, the <laughs> exactly. reason that, and then I asked you to do this was because I said, Hey, look, you might be tired of giving, uh, your account, but I wanted to at least offer the platform. I wanted to at least give you a chance. I know that you had posted a video, uh, trying to at least for your, you know, your close circle for people to hear what you had to say, so that you could not have to tell the story a million times. Right. And you know, you posted it on Facebook, and it was a live feed from outside. You went back to to the Wow Hall a couple of days later. Yeah. And the audio, so there I was, could there physically show
1: what what I saw and why I, and why I my you know.
0: Right, and there were some issues with the with Facebook Live, like it was not getting audio on some people's phones. Such a
1: mess! I couldn't even listen, hear it back on my own phone after yeah. I had I had uploaded it. But then people could on their computers, and I could on my computer. And then, since I shot it all in selfie mode, a lot of people who know the building in the area were actually disoriented. It was backwards. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I was just thinking. I was thinking. Look, I mean, I just think it's a week.
1: It's yeah. been one
0: week. There's been maybe by then we talked about this two days ago, but I thought maybe by then. You know maybe we'll have more information or whatever and and at least we can kind of hash it out plus you're one of my best friends and i just wanted to you know i wasn't going to do anything this weekend and i just felt like this is an opportunity for us to at least talk about it and and also talk about some of the narratives that are being pushed and let's get into that a little bit because you know it's just really frustrating that, that mm-hmm. hip-hop you know when i was starting out and we were doing shows uh, we would do shows all ages venues is what we liked the most because we had uh a bigger draw if we could get younger kids to come and of all ages, older people too. A lot of the older people wanted to be at all ages venues because they weren't there for the alcohol abuse. We need more. You know, you know, and so All Ages venues they not wanted alcohol to abuse. Be there. I'm talking like grandmas and stuff. They yeah. wanted to be there where it was family friendly in their yeah. minds. And I mean our shows were actually actually yeah. but the fact of the matter is, is it was such a, a welcoming thing. And th- when people heard that we were doing a hip hop show, they were like, can you not do graffiti in the bathroom? And so we literally had a deal with World Flavors that at the beginning of every show, we would say, hey, here's the rules. If you guys break these rules, we aren't going to be able to do this again. Right. And uh, fortunately, they didn't expect us. I think it was an unsaid thing that, you know, please don't shoot each other. hmm But... But uh, we would definitely. I mean, there's there's issues and there's history there, in the hip hop community across the board. Now, when I say that, what I'm saying is is that there's venues are very hesitant. Yeah,
1: and everyone's got a
0: story of having a hard time being booked because just for hip hop shows, you know. And so obviously, there's some reason for that and some history there. Is it is it disproportionate the people's reaction? Probably, especially locally. But that being said, people run with it and they kind of want to say, you know, oh, that's what you expect at that kind of show. Let me wash my hands of it. I don't care anymore. And it's it's just I don't really care if they care, but it's just it gets really unfortunate when they want to want to drill that home.
1: You know, there's an interesting like thing that connects in my mind now, which um, anytime you use a phrase like cancel culture, it's going to like make people like polarize and like run to their own preconceived side of what the topic is, whether you think cancel culture is a massive problem or some overblown hysteria around people be receiving basic consequences for their actions. But I think one thing that's kind of similar in a way is um some people refer to cancel culture um because they're trying to be like, hey we have a society that piles on and kicks people while they're down while they're down and castigates and relegates people off into the margins or literally just takes them out of society you know um whether it's through imprisonment or or anything losing their career and 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 you have to evaluate it on a case by case basis cuz i totally believe in consequences but here's the thing that i think people fail reconno- to recognize sometimes cuz i've been close to people who have in some kind of measure, whether it's on a small college campus or in a music community or a tight-knit community of some kind, um, been canceled, sometimes based on legitimate things or sometimes based on things that were very fabricated or, or exaggerated, right? And um, what people don't understand, this goes to the booking point, is that you might think it's not a big deal that uh, a person has experienced it, right? And I'm thinking of hip-hop as the person or the entity that ex- has experienced it. But what it could be is that it might not be that anything like really like oh like hip hop got uh, (laughs) country the entity of country music came and smacked an acoustic guitar in hip hop's face now hip hop's down and hip hop's not charting but what's happening to hip hop especially underground hip hop is that every instance that they're trying to be booked you know all it takes is for every is for um, one little like decision it could even be it might not even be hey we're not gonna have the show. But we're not going to give you a guarantee on the show. We're not going to give you a door deal. We're just going to give you a flat, you know, amount and then keep everything else. You know, ways that that people with some kind of institutional power, whether it be booking uh, agents or anything that have people that have access to the club. You know, if everybody is kind of uh, just like just has a little bit of a bias. If everybody just has a little bit of a bias against hip hop, then what that actually amounts to is hip hop faces a big bias. You know, so that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's like, and so I don't want, um, I just don't want the CCPA, the Community Center for Performing Arts, which, um, Aaliyah Tynan, one of the shooting victims, the one who's actually local to Eugene, who's become my friend. She and I went on zoom and attended the meeting. Uh, Mayor Venice was there with the, the, um, board of the CCPA. And, um, we talked a lot about healing and next steps, and it was a really positive emotional meeting. In many ways. Um, and so I'm really grateful that they do have this long-standing history of understanding that, yes, the fact that we've invited spoken word, which is what hip-hop essentially is, in my view, to our venue, the, uh, despite the fact that we've done that many, many times. For decades. You know, you, you know what we've had? A bunch of awesome, successful hip-hop shows. Yeah. In a small market.
0: For decades. For Absolutely. I remember seeing... I could, I could list, you mm-hmm. know... Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Lewis Logic was one of my absolute favorite shows, Same. and it was like twenty five people there. Yeah, you've got an
1: epic Beard men sticker Beard over Man, here. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I saw Dell and the Grouch, and I saw Black Francis of the Pixies, which is actually just I love that show. That wasn't hip hop, but I've seen. Um, Ander- I met Anderson Pack there when he was opening sure. for for Watsky and Dumbfounded. Like a lot of, um, I love a place like Wow well Hall but in, a, in a market like Eugene because you can get amazing talent that's on the way up. Right. You could also get stuff that's come down a little bit, like Aaron Carter. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you, you know? I mean it's just like they... the
0: point is is that, that the Wow Hall has supported hip hop for decades, yeah. of many different areas in the in the wa- in the broad swath of hip hop. Sometimes not as much as I wish, because
1: true diversity is having everybody. Yeah, you know, and you can't have true diversity without hip hop, and you can't have true diversity with uh, anything super overrepresented. Uh, someone who doesn't know about this venue like might get the impression that this is the hip hop spot in Eugene. Far from the case. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> but
0: it's whoever wants to pay to rent the venue for the evening i mean it's it's open to if i wanted to do a record release show where i lose ten thousand dollars (laughs) i i could do that you know you know and yeah but but yeah i mean you yeah it's a great community of people
1: and it's super volunteer run which sadly is something they're getting flack for now some people have tried to say the security was so focused on trying to make sure people had either a vax a fully vaccination status or a um recent negative test that they didn't have actual any security like actually keeping people safe. Well, I know, don't think that's so I do not So let's talk think that's about true. a place that
0: didn't have security during the summer at the fair. You know yeah. that they were letting people in because they were they were, I mean it, this is this shooting we can be here for days talking about you know gun violence but we saw similar tropes that were used during the situation that happened at the fair once they found out that the young man that was the shooter was or was African American and that and that shot and that situation uh you could almost argue he was defending himself there's been countless testimony you know about how he was already getting thumped and pulled the gun before you know anyway regardless point is is that when people in the community found out you know oh this is what this kid looked like it escalated now i know that a lot of people have asked you and this is a difficult thing because you were one of the only witnesses right everyone wants to be able to create and spin this story so that there's a narrative based on ethnicity of the suspect. <laughs> and did you have any I hope
1: not cuz I haven't heard I luckily I haven't heard too much about that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I really definitely um from what I physically saw of the shooter, I truly believe that I didn't see enough to determine, yeah, anything like that. And it's just, I His mean, it's skin so funny. It's, it's unfortunately covered. I've even had somebody ask, "How do you know it was a man instead of a woman?" And uh, that's just, uh, I can't be what I can't be a thousand percent sure of anything like that. No, no. And <laughs> in I the same this... way that some some, you, if I didn't know you, you could tell me that you've been on testosterone and you were born with female genitalia, right. and you, you know. There's no that way that you know. identify but, as a man and that I would I, I couldn't know for
0: sure. You know what I mean? But,
1: um, you know,
0: I, wanna I say, saw I want to say this. So there, so, and I, I'm going to precurse this by saying what I do on this podcast is just entertainment. And this is not a it's a form of media. Sure. But I'm not a journalist. And I've said sure. that repeatedly that we are just literally having a conversation here. And people can do what they want with the information. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah it'll be sloppy. But, but yeah, I mean, we're literally, we, we didn't plan this. We're just talking. Yeah. But I, I've, I, we're all human beings where we want to speculate. So when I've had right. conversations with friends, I'm like, I wonder. And one of my first thoughts of, and I don't want to put this into the ether necessarily, but one of my first thoughts is like, you know, the wow hall is probably pretty strict about vaccine uh, requirements. I'm not saying that I think that that's the case. I do not think that that has anything to do with it. I'm just curious. There's my point is, here's my point. It could be anything. And sometimes the best thing to do is nothing is to wait until the qualified people can find out what it is. And so when you've told me what you've done, you, you know, you gave everything that you could, you know, and you're like, this is, I'd like, I want to help. And I guess it's just the frustration is when you see you read reports that say no one's helping, which has actually that narrative has actually changed. I mean, as far as the stories that I've read throughout the week, they're like, look, we don't have enough to, to go any farther with this as of right now. If, if you'd have something, please come forward. You yeah. know? And, and, I, and that's at least the way that I'm interpreting it.
1: Yeah, you know? it's sad, too, because I just I, I have so much deep. Well, I, it's such an understatement to say I have deep love for the genre. Like, I truly believe that just based on certain things in my past, I, I wasn't a strong enough person where I could have carried on actually living without without music. And then I think probably specifically without hip hop. So it's it's just, it just feel like my, like... <sighs> some and I try to be aware of like my own uh we call it positionality in the woke world of wokesters. Yeah. So <laughs> and think about why like how can I claim it uh, but I've but I've come to realize how much I I can and um and how I can uh, the most respectful thing I can do to uh the pioneers and the cultivators of hip hop culture is to show my my love in the way that I try to and also to be open to uh, critique and correction absolutely so i i love i love 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 the genre and um i want it to thrive i really really want it to thrive because uh it's it's like <laughs> i've seen people's just faces and li- light up and their minds be changed about people that they've known in their life because they never gave this genre a chance and it took the right artist yeah. to, to to make it speak to them and it's just like that's
0: what it's all about. So you're working on some new music, and I wonder if this is gonna make its way. Yeah, and this I experience mean, has probably changed you in a way. I put out two singles
1: where it's like openly, yes, I'm like about to be in the swing of my album and uh, of coming out uh, February or March, okay. But let's not talk about that, right? Isn't that like you know, like I appreciate that you're willing to chat with me about things generally um I guess what but, I was meaning
0: but... by saying that was that it's gonna be interesting to see as an artist which which music and, cre- and art is used as a release is, is a, a creation tool of therapy it'll be interesting to see what you choose to hold in and, and let's you know because it's I mean that's a large undertaking to express all of the things that have been learned from this incident you know what i'm saying so and it and maybe you don't want to put that into your music maybe your music is a to be an escape from that do you know what well,
1: i mean but- it's it's kind of too bad i do i have the say because i'm doing so much i'm the person mixing and mastering the album and recording and engineering it and so and and writing everything so like yeah i could i could change certain things it's funny when you think about how this has infa- impacted me and what i've been working on just to, just coincidentally in my life uh the album chicken is an indictment of essentially it's a lot of things it's fun and it's silly because of the track titles and the food theme and like i'm fatter now and i'm embracing it um but like it's kind of an indictment of cowardice and a herd mentality fatter than what <laughs> me cuz i got you beat <laughs> thomas I, I you know i and I, and but what's more cowardly the and then what the shooter did and what's more herd mentality than people just glomming on to a preconceived notion of of what of anything and like that could go in a few different directions that that couldn't honestly just people that are really um bigoted or biased against hip-hop there could be people that um are irrationally um i don't know there could be another side of i think it there's
0: too. there's a lot of frustration for not <laughs> for not having the answers you know I, I'm and i'm frustrated think that, with my
1: own inability to articulate what the heck i'm thinking about sure but this i think i think it's wild stuff. i think
0: sometimes when it comes to the comment boards i think that i'm giving a tremendous pass by saying this but i think that sometimes it's out of i've learned to read between the lines that sometimes people say the most idiotic things because they're frustrated because they want an answer and they're an idiot <laughs> is, is what it comes down to. No, no, that's not true. I mean, but the reality is, is I've been hurt there. People I've, hurt, hurt people. They're hurt people. We're all hurt people. And our community needs to come together. And and I'm I'm happy that you had shared your experience at the Zoom call with the board from, what was the name? The, the C- it's
1: the CCPA, Community Center for Performing Arts. Yeah. In the 70s, they rallied around this building that was potentially going to get destroyed after it was purchased. Um, in a week, they did a night. Every night, they did a fundraiser to raise seventy-five thousand dollars. I think, in order to save the venue, and ever since that, they've cultivated the space. Yeah, I believe that huge. it stands for Woodman of the World, and it used to have something to do with um lumberjacks. And, and I'm
0: sure that there's probably some troubled stuff that'll be canceled soon. So, so I'm I'm kidding. I <laughs> was a joke. That's a joke. No, I'm saying that the original name. No, who knows. Uh, shout out to the wow hall and the people that spend, you know, the volunteer also shout out to the people that are using the wow hall, uh, as opposed to doing road crew. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just <laughs> that's that, I've known a lot of people over the years. Really? That have been In legal trouble. And I, and I don't know if that's still happening. Oh, I they can, to they be volunteer clear. there and my brother actually, uh, oh. my brother did at one point, my brother had gotten a DUI and, and I can talk have... about this openly cause he's gone now. So he can't beat me up, but, RAP. uh, he, uh, he got a DUI and he had some road crew that he had to make up and he served that at the wow hall, which I actually was very disappointed that he didn't have the, the hard knocks, uh, or he didn't actually go, you know, serve the community. I mean, I think he did in his own right, but such an amazing, like, what a cop out, you know, he's, he's <laughs> working the, 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 entrance to the hall, you yeah. know? And I mean, my brother was well, a the entrance, good security the guy is
1: a genuinely like taxing thing because you don't get to see the show no if you're talking, talking
0: about in the room like when you actually like right uh, past where the merch table yeah, is yeah that's hardly work i was like oh my god joey <laughs> well i'm
1: gonna go to the volunteer orientation yeah. um well, but because i'd like to volunteer and um yeah it looks
0: like we want to yeah we um, want to wrap wrap, wrap up. this up yeah. thomas uh i i appreciate you so much and thank you at least for coming on and talking to me i wanted to kind of hear what you have to say plus it gives me an excuse uh you know to spend time it's been you're the only person that's been in the studio in the last 2 years and so uh i've been here obviously so <laughs> so there's been two of us we are going to end it. With a, to we are going to end it with a song, and this is somebody sure. that you've been working with, and you. you yeah, personally let me say real quick this. though,
1: if you if this comes out today on the twenty second, probably going to be Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Then T the Grizzly show is tonight. Yeah, I was also given a ticket by the same some of the same homies in the scene that uh, are putting this on, and Savelle's going to be on that one, and a bunch of other cool artists are going to be on that one. So it's kind of this like first big hip hop show again after after what happened on friday there's been a lot of considerations about having ample security and as from what i know that's well taken care of but i think it's a great opportunity i i don't really like t grizzly's music to be perfectly honest with you, but That's he's an com- endorsement. Thanks. <laughs> he's coming to town and I'm really excited to support the people that I love that are that are going to be a part of it. I'm not I'm not shading anybody for if they if they are afraid to come to a show or if, or or simply want to stay home or for any reason at all, but I'm very excited to
0: be there and I hope to see some of y'all too. Yeah. So we're going to you per Personally chose this. Yeah, this because I'm that you've filming this with.
1: video for just Joey, and he's the bomb. Yeah. He's so, an amazing artist, and um we we got some great 4K shots uh for this video for this this second thoughts song. So thank yes, you for
0: yeah. So that's really cool. Uh I, I'm newly familiar with this artist. Uh I look forward to seeing the music video that you're working on. Something that you've been doing a lot behind the scenes working on some new music videos. I, I saw some footage from it and it looks amazing. Beautiful. So so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Thomas, for being here. Uh, shout out to the Wow Hall. We're going to end this uh, with a song from the artist Just Joey. This is Second Thoughts. This life comes with second thoughts. Thought. Too many times I thought I'd check it off. I die a little every time you send me off. Stop the flight, I feel like stepping off. This life is irregular. regular irregular. sudden it's pretty hot, maybe cause the fire's gone red alert, and I know it won't help to think myself in circles, and I don't stop there.